you know. Yeah, no phones. What? Your phone? Your mags? That's a straight detention. That's a, that's like, that's some serious stuff. Um, so yeah, so on today's podcast, we are going to be speaking about light workers, what it looks like to be a light worker, what it means to be a light worker, um, and being high vibrational being, what that looks like, defining that. Um, so yeah, just all things to do with the energy of humans and the energies that we emit, um, et cetera, et cetera. And this, this conversation was actually initiated, when did we speak, Ray? Um, I can't even remember when we had this conversation. Oh, wait, was it um, three like days, days ago? ago. <laughs> like two days ago? Yeah, something like that. It was it was yesterday or, or the day before. It was yesterday. I swear it was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, it was yesterday. So we had this, <laughs> we were having a conversation and Ray initiated the Eureka moment where we realized our own light and we realized the power of our own energies. And it wasn't that we weren't necessarily aware or had the access to the information before it was just like we actually got to see it in practicality and see it materialize um so then that sort of you know led me to to um invite having this conversation shared on our platforms um so yeah, that's kind of what, i don't know if i should go on live Pardon? i don't know if i should go on live cba though yeah, because then you can turn it down, innit? Because if we're both on, you can go on yours. Um, yeah. Oh, my memory. I'm scared my laptop is going to be full. Um, Girl, I your laptop. you got like 700 tabs open. I cannot. Uh, ghetto. I know, I know, I know. I'm that girl. Um, but yeah, so that's what initiated the conversation. Um so are you guys familiar with the term light worker earth angel you know um indigo children crystal babies there's so many different terminologies they are you know kind of interchangeable um they may have slight different meanings or slight different interpretations um but yeah essentially we'll go with the term light worker and high vibrational being if you've ever been referred to oracle if you've ever been referred to any of these um, names and under what circumstance. So if you guys have, say yes. If you haven't, say no. Hi. <laughs> Nick says she has four tabs. Listen, Nick, I have four times four tabs. <laughs> Hi, Saraya. I have like, it's and I, this is the thing I have tabs and then I have like four other windows with about the same amount of tabs it's all in all I probably have like 50 60 tabs no no okay okay um hmm how I, what would be the alternative in from like a religious standpoint um Ray what would be a religious oh my Oh, four windows. Oh, well, that's no. <laughs> I'll be having four windows with 50 tabs. Um, yes, a lot here on IG. Yeah, definitely on, on Instagram. Um, yeah, Ray, what would be a religious 
interpretation of a light worker so people may be more familiar with it uh um in regards to like christianity is um is it is it profit profit um profit um um messengers ordained is that the right word ordained um so yeah we've all definitely heard of a word similar words um similar people in religious context in a christian from a christianity point of view maybe someone has chosen from god to do specific words and essentially that is what um priests prophets and what's them other people called preachers etc etc so on and so forth so you get the kind of idea of you know the words associated with being a light worker all right um so i just uh, wanted to first define the word so we're all kind of on the same page we're all having the same conversation and we're all having the same understanding um and there's many different ways to define it obviously we all express ourselves differently but a few that i was sort of drawn to um a person who has chosen to come to the earth to help transmute the darkness to light a light worker um have the capacity to change the world in fundamental ways, um, vibrates on a high frequency naturally, effortlessly, um, and also feels like they have a global mission um, and a global purpose, so a purpose that's bigger than just their individualistic being and lives. Um, Send me the pin. Uh, let me see if I can bring it on here because I have to come off the live. Um, but yeah, does that make sense to you guys? I have to write it out for you. I can't send it. Um, and is there anything you'd want to add to that, Ray, in terms of defining what light workers are? No, I think, I think that's that that's that's it. That's a light worker. That's what I would I would define a light worker as. And um, obviously you guys can't see Ray, but she put up her hand when it was said, when I asked, have you been um, called a light worker before? And she put up her hand. So would you like to just shed a little bit of light on, you know, your experience? Um, oh my God, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, um, I'm trying to think. Where did you send this uh, thingy first? On the Zoom chat. Oh shit! That's why, because I'm. Um... Yeah. All right. While you're doing that, should I read out the types of light workers? Yeah, go ahead and do that quickly. Um. So types of light workers, and this is I took this information from the Law of Attraction website. So if you guys want to go and check it out, um, yeah. I kind of broke it down into eight different types of light workers. So number one are the gatekeepers um and they ensure love listen i cannot read my writing sometimes oh my god ensure love can continue to move throughout the world essentially that's what the gatekeepers are um number yeah. two healers so the ability to heal themselves and to heal others number three the messengers special talent for communicating important messages to the world so that would consist of like the prophets the priests the messengers the people that relay the information from god to so the people that are essentially chosen by specific entities or specific energies specific spirits 
to relay messages to the people for the betterment of the people um, and so on and so forth. Um, the seers, so the intuitive um, and predictable powers. So this may be the psychics, this may be, um, what else? The mediums, people that can see beyond the physical, you know, material world, the third dimension, people that have, or people that can see, you know, whether it's in their dreams, things that happen in their dreams, and they can, you know, relay that to people, share information. You understand what I'm saying, right? Um, the neutralizers, the people that balance the energies and the people that have the capabilities to turn bad to good. Um, and so the diplomatic people, the peace, you know, this may be protesters, this may be people that are intertwined with charities, people that just want to bring peace and bring balance and harmony. Um, the dreamers, so people that believe in limitless capabilities for transformation, um, so they can be uh, understood as being very optimistic, maybe hyper-optimistic, um, are not limited by the material, um, etc, etc. Adventurers, driven by underlying dri driven by an underlying sense that something important is at is out of sight so having hindsight sorry That's having foresight and being able to see past what's actually happening um ooh, my nose um manifestors using their energy to get what they want um and that can be spiritual leaders and teachers who teach others and show others how to manifest the things that they want and they desire so does any of these uh, types resonate with you guys? Are you familiar with um, any eight of them? I feel like, obviously, going down the list for me, I can relate to a few um, myself. I don't know if I would really associate myself with one in particular. Maybe, but I feel like, you know, you have we have the fluidity to be able to connect with Wearing the jacket. So, over them again. Number one, gatekeeper. Two, healers. Three, messengers. Four, seers. Five, neutralizers. Six, dreamers. Seven, adventurers. And eight, manifestors. Um, so, yeah. That was a lot to take in. But, yeah, just let me, guys, just let me, guys, just let me know if you feel like you can resonate or even if you've come across people that um that you felt like are light workers yes many um, many as in you can connect with many or you know many people um dreamer believes in limitless capabilities for transformative for transformation sorry i can relate to a few or few of them for sure yeah i'd say for me personally um definitely oh i'd have to read over them again but i definitely think um a neutralizer i'm very diplomatic um definitely a messenger There's like, yeah, there's little bits of all of them. 
this is why I would consider myself a light worker. Um, what about you, Ray? Um, I would say I'm definitely a light worker. I have known for a while that I'm able to get dreams and premonitions of things that's going to happen in the future in quite detailed ways. So I was actually, that message was passed on to me when I used to go to church with my mother and there was a, pre, uh, a, a prophet that came to visit from, I think, Canada or something. And he pulled me and my mom aside after church, basically saying that, your daughter is going to be getting visions and stuff. Like, make sure when she goes to sleep, she has, like, a book next to her bed and a pen in which she can write this stuff in. And, yeah. So, I, I knew then already things were going to be happening. But in regards to, I think, well, as I got older, I started to learn other things. And I know I say this, but it's not in... Um, I'm, I want to put a disclaimer out there. It's not in the sexual way. It doesn't have to be in a sexual way. But I, I think one of my purpose is to aid men in the transition to their highest beings a lot of the time. And I, I feel like I'm able to do that with how I'm connected to my divine femininity. And I tend to be very good at giving certain energies to men in healing them, not in like all oh, the damage, or like, not the regular stuff I'm talking about, in just boosting that, that fire. Mm -hmm. Like men that are around me or the men that tend to spend a lot more things, a lot more time around me, I tend to be the motivational side of their life. So if they needed a boost, I'm kind of the person they will hit up unintentionally and intentionally and I feel like I'm able to do this kind of work better when I am I guess I can do it either way it doesn't have to be sexual with them but it can be and if when it is it's even it's even better when it is because obviously it's easier for me tra to transmit the energy faster through that but I obviously I have a male best friend who we are just like is platonic and I've been that for him for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Tawa said you're a hype woman of life. <laughs> I'm a what? A hype woman of life. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, I think, I think that is the true essence of a woman, to be honest. When you know you're you're balanced and you're within your divinity i feel like you know and this is coming from the perspective of man and woman need each other man and woman is the divine order i'm coming from that perspective um so having that belief i feel like that is the role of the woman um in her true divinity in her true essence um i feel like that is a part of her responsibility in that dynamic um and that energy the sensual energy the sexual energy is the most powerful energy um you know just it is life like it is a life force it is the reason why we are here that energy is not you know sensual sexual energy is not something that should be demonized essentially because 
is why we are here, like literally. And it's such a powerful, powerful energy. This is why people always emphasize how, how important sex actually is. And even though, you know, in the Bible and in religious contexts, it's kind of been misconstrued and almost been demonized, but it's kind of been, the conversation that's been missed out is having that conversation, but in a positive manner. Um, because I think that, yeah, that energy is very powerful and it's not transmuted in the best of ways, which leads to in, you know, conflicting circumstances and just circumstances that are not appropriate and are not beneficial and that are very detrimental because it's such a powerful, powerful energy. Mm. Um, and this is why it's really important for us as women to really know how to manage that energy, how to transmute it, how to use it for our benefits and also to heal and nurture and cater to our counterparts, our male counterparts. So yeah, I definitely believe that that is the true essence of our womanhood. Um, and in order, in, I just wanted to like, just get back to what I said in regards to being a light worker and the kind of work that, in regards to dreams, right? Um, obviously every light workers and their, and their dreams that they have is all very different in regards to me. I have dreams, mine are not, like I, I would love to sit here and say, being a light worker is all like glitz and glitz and fairy stuff. No, it's not. I don't have dreams of people, of good stuff that's gonna happen to them. So it's that burden that you also have to hold, right? If I'm having dreams about you, more specifically, is something's about to happen to you and I'm basically supposed to warn you. So far, that's all, of the, that's the, that's all I've been receiving and that, and I've been, having this for over 10 years so I've had experiences where like I've had really really bad dreams of someone getting shot and you know me knowing about it well ahead of time and having to let somebody know something like that's about to happen to them is very scary because like how do you have a conversation to tell someone that they, that someone, someone is going to shoot at them and and it's the fact that my dreams get so detailed to the point where I can tell you what you're going to be wearing where you're going to be standing and what exactly it's going to look like and just telling someone something like that it's scary like that is the kind of burden you kind of have to carry exactly and I think um so question, do you consider what you said earlier, do you consider that to be your life purpose, so to speak? I, I think, yeah, I think they are part of my purpose. I don't think my purpose is one thing. I think my purpose is multiple things, but that's definitely one of the key ones that I'm able to just exude naturally and do on a natural basis, unlike, unlike other things. Um. And just touching on that, I think for me as well, misplacing my my femininity and that energy, like I've always gotten comments, um, like how can I word this? That are directed at my sensuality, um, you know, and people being attracted to me. Um, just I've always gotten comments about like I exude a lot of sensuality a lot of sexuality that energy um, but not in like an exploitive way just in a way in which kind of attracts people it's very it's a very magnetic energy um, and I feel like that can relate to ah and also I went to um, I went to this place in Wolfenstein, I think it was, um, it was Black Men Business. I don't know if they're still in business now, but they were two black women and they were essentially 
spirit workers so they dealt with speaking to spirits um however you want to label them um spirit whatever you understand what i'm saying right and i met both of them at separate times and they both told me the exact same thing they said my energy i have a very strong um almost like goddess-like sensual sexual energy um and they both said they both mentioned the goddess isis my art you you guys are familiar with her if you're not then read up her story and they kind of shared with me ways shared with me ways in which i can harness that energy and use it to my full capabilities and not use it in such an exploitive way um and just really use it to to benefit me and to benefit others and just use it in the way in which it's supposed to be used and not misuse it um so yeah i think similarly that's not my that wouldn't be my purpose in its totality but definitely having the the powers to uplift men bring up men um just simply because of my femininity um and do you think everyone sorry hold on do you think everyone is a light worker or has the capability to be a light worker i think everybody comes comes into this realm with their own purpose so i don't think everybody is a light worker i think everybody has the capability to connect in this to the spiritual realm realm but that doesn't make that person a light worker i feel like everybody it's like everybody has their role and duties right not everybody's a light worker. I don't. I don't think that, anyways, because then it, it defeats the whole purpose. If we were all light workers, who's healing who? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like a lot of people's purposes are not in alignment. Like they don't have the same desires, and I don't know. I've always known that I'm just special. <laughs> like I've always known my, my brain is different from everyone else's. Like I've always known that. And I think that not everyone is in alignment with the way that I think and the way that I maneuver. And because I'm so used to me and my own thoughts, when I meet people that are like, basically the people that I'm set out to essentially work on and I'm faced with people that are the opposite of what I'm doing and that find what I'm doing bizarre, I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's not normal to you? Like, you know? I, like because it comes so natural to me like for example um even as like minuscule as my diet like changing my lifestyle like for me that was such a natural process a natural part of my journey a natural expression when I done it you know it was kind of like a shock to people and I'm on the internet I'm speaking about it um, I'm shedding light I'm bringing um, awareness to people and everyone's kind of like okay like yeah we get that you're doing that but I, if I was in your, your position, I wouldn't necessarily be on the internet telling everyone about it. Do you understand? But it's like the same, what I do for me is not only for me. I'm not self-centered in that way. I feel like I am here to share. I have a voice, a nice voice, a clear voice, a concise voice. And I've always just, I just, yeah, I've always wanted to, to help people um, as essentially that's what everything boils down to helping people and seeing people's full 
um, potentials and capabilities and encouraging them to, uh, to achieve that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my... I was just I was just trying to tell my friend because um I'm on live on my page and he came on and I was I was talking about him because I tend to always feel when something and this other thing as well I tend to feel when things is about to happen to people so I kind of have to like I'm kind of okay how does it work so it works in regards to first of all I can't have premonitions or dreams or sensations about people that I have never met so I have to have physical contact with them I'm not talking about sexually I have to actually have to have met them so um in regards to my best friend Ashley I normally have like I've had dreams about him being chased and all this other stuff and it exactly happened to him like a year or so after and in regards to the um what was I gonna say I'm losing your train of thoughts my brain's not working well um yeah in regards to the whole like light worker shit but it doesn't feel like light work <laughs> No, it's not, it's not light work, trust me. It's definitely not light work, but it's, it's, it's worth it. And you know, it, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of labor. It's a lot of energy, um, but it's just natural. Like, I don't feel like I'm going out in the world and I'm going to work. Like, this is <laughs> my natural essence, do you understand? And for me as well, like I've always, I am someone that has dreams as well. I've said this on Instagram, I have a post. If you go down, you'll see it. Like, what does it mean when you have dreams about situations and then they come true but I don't have the same connection that Ray does so it's like I'll have dreams but they'll be like exaggerated circumstances um so for example right a lot of it is to do with me being intuitive as a woman um I've had a few examples this is why it's just mad like okay my first example was when I was younger um and I was in a relationship and I had a dream, long story short, I had a dream that he cheated on me um, and then come to find out that he actually did. And there was no, I didn't have any inkling, there was nothing. I just had a dream and then I found out that he did. Um, second example, obviously I think, I feel like the first one is quite a familiar scenario. Might not be, I just feel like it is. The second one, um, completely like had no conversations. There was two people involved what two one of them was my friend one of them was a guy who I used to see and I had a dream that I had a dream that they were dating or they kissed or something or another and I don't know if I told her the dream I don't think I did you know I don't think I told her the dream but I remember I was, I was with her one day and then she told me he came up in conversation somehow, some way, and then she told me that he actually reached out to her, um, not inappropriately, but questionably, yes, but not inappropriately, and reached out to her and had like a conversation with her. So I will, and this is, you know, these are two people that shouldn't be in communication. So again, it was like, I got the information, but it was exaggerated. Do you understand? So it's like, I have never been able to interpret my dreams to the T and a lot of the time I dream about people a lot. Like I be dreaming. <laughs> I've had a dreams about I've had dreams about Ray. <laughs> I had dreams about my best friend. I think she's in the chat. I had a dream about her the other day, actually. I didn't even tell her. So I be dreaming about people a lot. <laughs> me, me if I have a dream about someone, it is not a good thing. Like I'm not I'm not the type of person that should tell you 
you were in my dream because there's either something to worry about or something's about to happen. I can't remember last time I had a dream that was absolutely fucking beautiful. Like, I feel like God was like, no, you're going to get everything bad that's about to happen. <laughs> you're not going to get no good. I'm like, can you just tell me like when I'm, when I'm going to just be, be on my ish? No, you're going to find out people are about to die. You're going to find out people are about to get, uh, go to jail. You're going to find out like all types of stuff. I don't want to be knowing this shit. I don't really have bad, I have bad dreams, but they're more related to myself. They're not really about people. Oh my days, and another time, yeah. Oh my God. One of my friends, yeah, one of my close friends that I went to school with, I had a dream that he was trying to kill me. And I kid you not, yeah, God is watching. I woke up the next day, um, I went on my Snapchat and he messaged me, are you alive? But not like in the same yeah. context, but just like, you know, like general conversation, like when you like, go, are you alive? Or whatever, whatever. Yeah. He messaged me, am I, are you still alive? Or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, you can't make this up. You cannot make that up. And I, I told him about my dream. He was like, oh, that's mad. So that's what I mean. Like, they're very exaggerated. So like, I want to connect my dreams and everything and then just be this powerful, you know oracle woman but i just can't and i think i feel like there's a blockage in my spirituality i'm a capricorn so everything for me has to be very material it has to be scientific mathematical it has to make sense um and i feel like especially as an earth sign we want to connect with the earth like we're very practical you know we want to feel we want to touch whereas i feel like air signs may water signs may have more it more they may find it more easy to connect with the spiritual and the spirit and the spirit world because you know air we can't see but we know that it's there so they already have that going for them but as a, as a and water you know they're able to flow um water is just something that you know we cannot even fathom just how deep it is so they have that they just have more fluidity when it comes to spirituality but earth science as an earth sign um i find it personally hard to connect yeah, like obviously I'm an earth sign as well. So I feel like I feel like I don't have control over my my um light work. The only thing I feel like is more tangible for me is that divine, divine femininity exchange that I'm able to give. Like all like the dreams, I just don't have control over. It's like, oh, sleep well and do this. And I remember I had a little routine and I made sure that there was certain music. And I I've, I still have a bit of a routine where I don't have certain things playing in the background before I go to sleep like I don't have anything like like murderous or like just bad vibes before I sleep because I'm very conscious of the fact that these things seep into your 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 yourself whilst you're sleeping to fuck it up when I already know I already have fucked up dreams about people so I don't need to even sprinkle anything on top of that 100% because I remember yeah there was a day not a day there was like a week couple weeks well, I was watching anime back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And I had a bad dream. I had a nightmare and it was involving all the anime characters and the animates and the anime scenes. And I was terrified. I can't remember the in and outs of the dream, but I just know that that anime, it wasn't even like it was a scary anime, but certain um, tones of the episodes were quite dark and spooky. And I was like, yeah, I, I stopped watching it for like two weeks because I was terrified. <laughs> um so yeah i think oh someone asked well we kind of went through that um you got the answer for light workers right 
And yeah, so should we speak about our situation where we recently had, well, I recently had the epiphany that I was a light worker. I don't know if you already had that understanding before. Um, It's not I didn't know, but it's like, it's just been confirmed. And now it's got a title and I was cute. Mm -hmm. Um, So. (laughs) Because you're a a earth sign and you want labels and you want to put it into category and, you know, I'm like that as well, but we need to relinquish that bliss. We can't live our life on earth all the time. We are spiritual beings. We cannot. Oh, yes. A little quote that I wrote down. See, you are a soul. You have a body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, basically, long story short, um, over the course of the last couple of months, <laughs> Ray, why are you smiling already? Listen, I'm just smiling because I waited to hear this story with you, girl. Okay, baby girl. So, girl, um, you know, lockdown. Obviously, no, no one's really been in their right minds. Um, but anyways, I digress. So, me and Ray recently came into contact with um a specific group of individuals via social media, and these are not necessarily people that we would necessarily usually hang out with, bump into, um, and you know the experience that experience for me was very eye-opening into reaffirming people I really do not mess with like my energy just doesn't take and my energy is very like I, I I usually bump into people that I take there's not many people that I dislike or don't take to so for me to really not like you you gotta be messed up like you have to be messed up so um yeah so we met this group of people and you know there's always signs in the beginning those many red flags in the beginning right but giving people the benefit of the doubt and just keeping it pushing keeping it moving whatever whatever and then a situation happened recently where you know when you just have them moments where you're just like do you know what like am i ticket <laughs> like am i actually I think like what is happening and for me it was the interactions with a specific person um I always found myself asking them like why do you have to be mean when you can just be quiet like why do you go out your way to say nasty things like why is that your initial point of reaction why are you constantly you know vibrating on such a negative frequency and negative energy Um, regardless of whether you cover it up and dress it up in jokes or whatever like the energy is still bad it's still dark like it's not it's just I just I just can't understand that like if I have the option to be nice or to be nasty I'm going to choose to be nice especially when it's not called for so on that level me and that person couldn't really connect because our energies are just vibing different I'm not like that I'm not orientated like that I don't go out my way to be nasty to people or to spew nastiness I my first reaction is not to make fun of someone when I see something like this there was just so many things wrong with that and um Ray what did you say which made me have the um epiphany of like wow like I'm trying to even think because I think that was it that was it that that conversation has been a conversation that's been prolonged for for months so I feel like I I can't even think of the one thing that triggered the the mind to think something else you know it was I think it was um oh yeah it was the situation that you brought up that happened at the house because oh yeah 
Oh, oh, so I said, I said, um, let's say certain individuals were there or certain individuals wasn't there, how would the situation would have turned out? And then it was about realizing that the impact certain people make to either um, put fuel to the fire or pour water to the situation, right? Mm -hmm. And understanding the role in which we play in that was also quite important. Cause I feel like we knew that, but we didn't quite dissect it and have a conversation about it in that way. And then that's where we're like, oh, are we, are we light workers? <laughs> yeah, literally. So yeah, basically long story short, our, our what's, what's the word I want to use? Our presence, our energy really prevented a situation from going left. Um, like from going physical, from going disgusting, you know, and we was able to really control the room with our energy in that moment. We really, you know, influence better decisions. We really literally kind of lit up the energy, like literally exposed the darkness, lights, like, do you understand? So that kind of was a situation that just made me realize that, yeah, I'm definitely light. I do not go around turning off lights, I go around turning them on, bringing light, showing people paths, showing people ways, showing people other perspectives. That's kind of my intentions and what I do, you know. I, I always make decisions from a place of love, never from ego or not in totality. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I, I still operate off ego. God, God, God's still working on me still. <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely quite love orientated um you know but i still have ego so i'm i'm definitely a prideful person these elastic bands are just popping off my head um facts good energy can squash conflict yeah exactly neutralizer balancing energies turning bad to good and i found myself repeating this constantly like why are you so mean like what's why are you so upset like life is so beautiful and it's so true that like, when people are vibrating low, when people have bad energies, they want to bring you down, bro. Lisa, I, I, something else I think, I don't know if we talked about it on that day. It was like, if, if there was just one of us in that situation, would that have been enough energy to balance out everything else? Because um, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, so would I we think, have... I think, like, I think so. Really, do we think we would have been able to still balance it out? I believe so. And I believe so because I believe in good over evil always. Okay. The devil's children. <laughs> I don't know about devil's children now. We know how he's trying to say the devil's children, baby girl. The devil's children. <laughs> the devil's children cannot win in a fight against God's children. Okay. And uh, the question I wanted to ask the people, see, I'm not even now, I'm going to jump off my live in a minute. Um, oh, mine. Uh, yeah, I'm going to jump on yours because I want to see the comments. Uh, I wanted to talk about people that are operating in, in low vibrational, they aren't always evil people. Right? It's yeah, like, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like it's very easy to kind of play um, superiority complex and sort of point down at people because you're vibrating at a certain level so you then look down at other people and be like well you guys are not good enough like this is like i said like the devil's children or whatever and it's like no 
everybody's going through their journey at different stages. So they are going to vibrate at that level until they are ready to move on to the next stage and be better people. And some people, that is the level they're going to stay at, but it doesn't, it like inherently makes them evil. Yeah, I definitely, I believe that everyone has equal opportunities to being better people. Um, you know, your situation doesn't define your life. You have every opportunity to change it. However, I feel like people can make evil decisions. Yeah. Um, and but I've always said that I don't think people are born evil. But when the, the Jeffrey, for example, the Jeffrey um Epstein situation was brought up, um for him, for example, I feel like there's definitely redemption. Everyone has the potential to redeem themselves, whether they do or not is a different story, and whether the people want to accept you after that is a different story as well. Um, but while we're on the conversation of um frequency levels, I'm gonna put up a picture chart um so you guys can see um hold on. Okay, down. so basically oh shit, no so basically i can't remember what this is measured on but you guys can see like the this is the chart of consciousness um i'm gonna read it out to you ray so because you're if you join it will go yeah um, and i'm jumping now it's there so what's at the bottom can you see it i can't see no i'm kidding Shame is at 20, guilt is at 30, apathy is at 50, grief is at 75, fear is at 100, desire is at 125, pride, anger is at 150, pride is at 175, courage is at 200, neutrality 250, willingness 330, acceptance 350, um, reason 400, love, 500 joy 540 peace 600 and enlightenment 700 this is my first time seeing this but do you know what the first thing i thought when i looked at this what? do you do you think this is the reasons why people are constantly trying to chase love because it's the only way they're able to increase their own vibrational in any way shape or form yeah i think yeah because love is like the the essence of everything right um hold on I can't even see the comment. I'm going to leave that up for like 30 more seconds and then I'll add you into the live because if I add you, it'll disappear. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think um, that people are constantly chasing love in most things um, aside from themselves. But... Um, I think uh, Fingy said, oh, love is not the only way. I'm, I'm not saying that love is the only way. I'm saying that love is the easiest way that most people are, is able to find a higher vibrational. Because a lot of the time, people are stuck in their ego, stuck in their pride, stuck in guilt, stuck in anger. So it's very hard to try to have a, a conversation out, out, outside of that. Yeah, but I think these are things that are 
I think love is something is a something that you maintain is a consistent vibration is a part of your being you know um yeah I think it's it's reflected in the decisions that you make on a daily basis the habits that you have um the things that you practice the people that you're around like it's exhibited in everything even the music that you choose is a reflection of your self-love and your understanding of love so the choices that you're making are either going to be out of love or they're not if that makes sense. Um, anger, ego, or ultimately lead to self-destruction when, when not controlled. People perceive love to be the easiest because there's an internet connection outside of themselves that gives them that convenient love, but it's not real. Yeah, but because because people aren't able to see the love within themselves a lot of the time, they can they are only able to identify when it's coming from the outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I definitely think that um, that things that decisions your decisions are either going to be made out of love or they're not pertaining to anything. You know. So it's either a lack of love or you're even, or it's even an abundance of love. Um, but yeah, um, true, still, I don't think I know what love is. Um, real love requires great sacrifice and selflessness. To be honest, a lot of us have a misunderstanding of what love actually is. Um, so what would you guys define love as? Because I feel like we, I feel like it's a buzzword now. It's become, you know. I, I love you. you don't love half of people keep telling them you love them. It's not genuine love. It, it, it's, it's lost and a lot of the time it's, it's appreciation for someone, but is it really love? Do we even know what love is? Because love is unconditional. Love is, is you can't back out of that. I think for me, um, love is first displayed by how people treat themselves. So a uh, question for everyone, what, do you do everything on a daily basis, the decisions that you make for yourself, do you make them out of love for yourself? Is love at the forefront of your decisions when it comes to the decisions that you make for yourself? Or to the best of your ability because you know we're still human and we still how do i get this off now yeah. yeah i reckon um love parents really love their kids when you don't delve deep into the meaning of love and how would you guys define love my thing is yeah i feel like because it's it's become this buzzword it's become very I don't know. People make it seem like it's not something that we experience. We were made out of love. Like, regardless of whether the people that were actually making us, you know, were in love with each other, just the whole act of being intimate and the whole act of what's happening, like, just scientifically, that energy is just so powerful. Um, I think 
I think we're living in a society where on the whole people don't love themselves exactly um I think the life journey is that constant battle of learning to love ourselves and growing to love ourselves which result in us growing to learn to love others um I think love is consistently returning home even if you feel like it's the last place you want to be oh that's cute see I don't think love is unattainable I don't feel like it's something that is not going to be experienced in your lifetime I feel like everyone's going to experience being in love and being loved by someone um and loving someone um so yeah that's that's my take on it how would you guys define love if you have a I don't, even, I don't even know if it's um if there's even words in order to, to describe what love is right I think a lot of the times we try to humanize and we try to, what is the term when you're trying to humanize a non-human thing? I can't even remember the term. See, I mean, my brain is frazzled. So yeah, we try to humanize things and I think humanizing it minimizes the trueness of what it is. Yeah, love is all that there is, right? It's everything which is created in it. It's all through love. And there was something quite interesting that I read yesterday yeah that's it personification thank you darling thank you darling so i was thinking i was watching something yesterday i can't remember what it was they were talking about um if if there is a god or you know the universe and us being a part of it all and being a reflection of it all and oh, what was i trying to say why am i losing my train of thought my brain is frazzled today oh yeah that's it love so if the uh, in order in order for us to be part of um part of something we have to be sort of created out of love for it because we play a purpose of it and saying that the, the earth loves us just enough to give us the freedom to be a part of itself to part of its body so like humans are like cells in the body right so how do you how do you even describe that, describe that in ways that is, ways that is esoteric like how, how? there's just no word for that kind of realm of living and and just yeah. i don't know I, I can't even think of a word to just in to operate how i feel about certain people like i have deep love for people just because that's how i operate in it but like how do you go like i feel like everybody's born like listeners everybody's born operating out of love like how did we get so bad that love is over yeah. here yeah yeah i think for me i think love is definitely fluid um i think it's a part of the human experience is a feeling i think it's a noun i don't think it's a verb i think it's displayed through your actions what you do for yourself what you do for others um for me that's more telling when someone loves you and someone doesn't um i think you know because we are human so let's materialize it um yeah, we may not be able to express it to the best of our abilities, but we still can at least express it so we can all kind of have an understanding of what it actually means to us and looks to us. Um, like I said, what do you do on a daily basis that shows yourself, your body, your soul, your spirit, whatever, that you love it, that you want to nurture it? Um, so yeah, for me, yeah, sorry. What's what's the doing word? Is a noun? A noun is a doing word, no? And a verb is a descriptive word. Word. Is or is it the other way around? Um, 
English is not a good language to express emotions in. Yeah, I know, but we speak English all the time. I said English just doesn't doesn't give it doesn't give it that razzle dazzle. English is very very limited because when you be saying stuff, I'm like, I feel like like you said, it's either you showing it, like it's an it's an action word, right? And yeah, that's how you what love feels like until you you felt what love feels like. Yeah. So verb is a doing word. Yeah. So what's a descriptive word? Adjective. Okay, yeah, so verb, sorry. So love is a verb in my understanding. Um, it's like I can show you, but I can't explain. Thank you guys. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's displayed through actions, but we can still, yeah. So obviously we speak the English language, so I mean, unless you want to learn a different language, um, for me, I'm kind of a doer. So I feel like we part we 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 are people of like signs and symptoms, of, signs and symbols. I feel like the best way you can describe love is what what it feels like when a baby looks at you and smile. Like that's love, like in its purest essence. That is that feeling eternally. And even just um, you know. Even as we grow up as young children, children as young as like eight, nine are able to identify that their parents are not loving them, are not loving of them, you know? So the, they, we have a concept. Yeah, we have a concept and this is shown by the actions that the parents are making or not. Um, so I definitely feel like it's something that we can define and something that we can identify. I feel like if we didn't identify it, then we'd just be out here accepting any kind of nonsense. Um, and having no boundaries when it comes to relationships with humans in general. Um, but we all know when someone loves us, when someone don't, unless you have a distorted understanding of what people are, um, what people are designed to do and not to do. If you don't have like a sort of human compass or morality compass, or being able to identify what's wrong, what's inappropriate. I feel like there's a lot of things that go about saying, that go about teaching, because we are taught through ourselves. Do you understand? Um, but some say the relationship between child and parent is one of de dependency. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, yeah, because you depend on them so you can live, <laughs> you know, obviously, as a child where you have no when you have when you can't have responsibilities um so i think that's an appropriate relationship until it gets to a certain age um and you know that's your responsibility as a parent um the parent does things for the child and due to that the child loves the parent look at how animals look at animals how would a dog express love exactly I feel like I feel like this like, like, So what's the highest form of external love other than yourself? Is it romantic? No. What do you guys think? I think the highest form I would say the highest form is within because only within can you give can, can you give outwards. What's the highest form of external love other, other than yourself? 
I don't know, you know. Under. Um, romantic, no, I would say platonic. Well, I frequent energy, if I'm speaking energetically, yeah, I definitely feel like platonic mother's love, a mother's love, I would say. And not just any, because not all mums, you know, are maternal or, you know, have that love, but just the, the essence of being a mum, the essence of that femininity, the essence of that energy, I would say, would be the highest form of love. Nothing really compares to a mother's love. Um, man expresses love by providing she broke the word beloved down to be love as in you should embody love to experience love does a parent have to love a child and and does a child have to love a parent um love of god is the highest um the child definitely loves the parent they connect before they enter the world exactly yeah, like I think with it, the, the, on last week's episode, I, talk, I talked about um, uh, our spirits picking our families and picking the, the, the ways in which you want to come back and manifest into the body. So we love these people before we even come into the physical realm with them. We love these people before we are a fetus in, in the mother's body. We love these people. We picked these people for a reason. So the idea that love just begins the moment you come out of the woman. And you know, your the parent is doing something for the child, so the child loves you for it. It's very, um, it's very. I feel like that's too basic uh, of an explanation for what we truly encompass and how we come to be. Yeah, and I mean, it's circumstantial. It needs to be put into context. I don't feel like the connection of mother and child can be compared to toxic connections that we have um connection doesn't equal love only but connection contributes to loving someone a hundred percent um i don't know i don't I, I personally don't view love as this complex thing that we can't understand we don't understand oh my god it's so complicated oh my god it's so i feel like it's very simple to me to be honest um yeah i don't overcomplicate love i feel like it's a radiation it's a being it's a state like i said it's a consistent energy it's how we treat ourselves, um, it's a verb, it's something that we do and it's displayed through the actions that we take, whether it's to ourselves and through other people. That's the best way that I can explain it. Um, if you're not making a decision out of love, if love is not at the forefront of a decision, then it's made out of something else. Um, in my opinion, that's my understanding of it. Yeah, but for me, um, love love just is. And I feel like I, I was like this a little bit more before where I wanted to, just wanted to define it. And I've just come to accept that love is just is the presence of the highest being throughout my daily doings, throughout my daily interactions. Love just is. And I, I want to I bathe in it. I want to feel it. But I, I don't have like a, a description of what it is. I just know that it's the highest vibration in which I have been able to operate in. And that's why I try to replicate on a daily basis. Yeah. And for me, I've always believed that you can't be in love with some, in love, like genuinely in love with someone who's not in love with you. I feel like when, Interesting. when connecting, you can think you are, you can believe you are, but if one person is being deceptive to an extent, you truly don't know who that person is. So you're in love with the idea of this person. And I feel like 
on a romantic scale, the vulnerability is going to be different. And someone that is in love and someone that is not is in love that is not in love are going to express things differently. You're not going to be able to connect on that same frequency. Do you understand? Because you're not vibrating from the same place. If you're you know, all along, I'm so like bliss. We just be, we just be twanging because all this time we've been talking. Yeah, I'm sat here. And I'm thinking about a specific person. So I know who you're talking, you know who I'm thinking it is. Oh, and I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> huh? I wasn't even thinking about that. Now, it, it, I don't know why it came to mind. I was like, um, just in the, the overall of that situation is like, I, I'm definitely not in love with this person, but I have love for this person because I see the potential and I see the route in which things can really go. Yeah. So you're right. You can't be in love with somebody who isn't in love with you. You can have loves for somebody. And you can think you are. You can believe you are. You can say you are. But you can't be, you cannot be in love with someone. Like, you're not on the same energy. You're not energetically aligned. Like, you're, what you want is different. And the, who they are, because essentially falling in love with someone is falling in love with the true essence of who they are. And if they're not being who they are, and you know they're they're presenting something to you that is false there's some sort of manipulation then how can you truly share i feel like being in love is an exchange of energy constantly um so i think people can definitely feel like they're in love people can feel like they're in love with me but if i haven't you know shown you like how like who are you in love with you're in love with like a version like a fallacy something else but we're not in love with each other yeah 100 um, god is love so love is in the details right but for people to enter each other's lives they are connected in some way and to have strong turbulent relationships there must be strong connection um connections can be anything though it doesn't have to be love it doesn't have to come from love right i think we've discussed on in this on the plat on the podcast multiple ways where connection could you could have a level of connection with someone from trauma trauma bonding and multiple ways of bonding with someone so it's a connection but it's a bond that you have with this person that isn't exactly positive that isn't exactly allowing you to vibrate higher it's just you have that bond with that person so I am loving this conversation because I'm sitting here asking myself questions about certain relationships I have with certain people in regards to how is this operated and how is love respond replic um, um, exerted in many ways. And because I tend to always come in reciprocated, reciprocated, um, and reciprocated, and I have to ask myself, do you? Do you know this person? And I have to say, no, I don't know this person. Do you know this person's heart? And it's like, I kind of know this person's heart because I feel like this is this person's intent. And But this is the person's intent and this is how the person's operating. And I don't know this because the only thing, I'm operating out of the goodness of myself. So I can only see their heart in regards to the things that they, they like to do and, and not the, like the things that they, they want to do for the world. But I don't know this other side because I don't get to experience it. So how you can you can't truly be in love with someone if you aren't all able to see all facets of them. Yeah, because it's not you're just you know in love with an idea, you know, and you can believe that you're in love and you can experience all of these things, especially when you know who they are is not in alignment with who they say they are. Right? And why are we out here preaching? 
<laughs> it just made me remember. Remember we'll talk about breadcrumbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ding, this- ding, 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 ding. This is all of it. And you know what? I remember. They are one way. They are operating in one way. But in trueness, in trueness, everybody sees themselves as being good people. But in reality, are you being a good person? Ask yourself. This is what I'm saying. Good people don't say they're good people. They just are. And it's, it's like, usually when someone is saying they're a good person is when the other person is saying you're not. And you're saying I am. But your actions should display that already, period, off the bat, naturally. And this is where the cognitive dissonance comes in and you're battling with, okay, I'm thinking about the things that they do that show me they love me and then there's things that they don't. And it's like confusion, uh-uh. If there's ever confusion, it's a complete write-off. There should be no confusion. There should be no confusion, none at all any at all i'm not confused whether my mom loves me or not that's very clear to me do you understand so why there doesn't need to be any confusion um even as simple as someone liking you being interested in you confusion is an answer and that's where the breadcrumbing comes in that's where the manipulation comes in um so yeah we don't play that Mm -mm. but don't don't the love involved or come with some form of suffering surely it can't be plain sailing I don't, I personally, I think love has to be dealt with, like the different forms of love have to be dealt with differently. I can't compare what my mom has gone through with what I would go through in a romantic relationship because what my mom went through with me, she wasn't willing to go through with her husband at the time. So there has to be, it has to be different. Romantic love and platonic love family love friend they all have to be different they all have to have their own individual boundaries in my opinion so i do believe not even no i don't even think that you have to even put the disclaimer at the end in my opinion because we all know that they are yeah the same in anything any any one of them right they they are love uh, love relationship but we we operate in them very 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 separately so yeah. to even try to put them on the same level, it's just not the same. The love for your child and your children is different. The love for your partner is very different. The love for your mother is different. The love for your grandma to your mother is different. The love that you have for your friends is different. Like we know there's levels to them. Either, but all of them encompass and create the bubble of love in which you have created in your, in your circle of people. Exactly. So with that being said... I wouldn't use the word suffering, no. Um, I feel like, what's the, what's the need? What would be the need to suffer? What would I be suffering about or for? And I tried to think, okay, has my mom suffered in loving me? Obviously when she was giving birth, but was, I don't feel like she would label that as suffering. Um, and you know, being a teenager, maybe like, do you understand? So I can't think under any circumstances that I would need to be in a romantic situation and I would have to suffer. Not saying that there's not going to be ups and downs and tribulations, but to suffer, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not an advocate for struggle love, to be honest. So I definitely think that there's going to be times where, you know, it's not going to be this, this honeymoon period if we're speaking about romantic relationships but I've never suffered in any of my friendships so why should I suffer now in a romantic relationship uh Vincent said has anyone found ultimate ultimate love on planet earth right when you are asking 
have you found something which means you're trying to seek it outside outside of yourself seeking it means that you then create an anxiety gap to what is and what may be and i think this is where a lot of the times we go wrong we create this anxiety for ourselves like we've already said earlier if we've already all agreed that love true love comes from within and from ourselves there's no need to found love on planet earth because love already is because i am mm-hmm. not that i will be exactly and i think um for better or worse sickness or poor isn't that suffering for me oh i was gonna say something i've caught your pregnancy brain not that she's pregnant but that's what i'm just gonna call it pregnancy brain um because i was getting rid of it today and i was come back um you gave it to me (laughs) for better or worse is oh yeah so i don't believe that love is unconditional I believe that everyone has conditions, everyone has boundaries, everyone has standards. So in I understand what people mean when they say unconditional love, but let's not perpetuate that because some people interpret that as being there no matter what, no matter who, no matter why. And there needs to be, it matters who, it matters when, it matters, do you understand? And there needs to be that boundary within yourself. Um, so I don't, I don't promote unconditional love. I don't promote loving someone unconditionally. I feel like you need to have clear, concise boundaries. There are conditions, there are conditions of your friendships, there are conditions of like your other relationships. So why, when it comes to romance now, it has to be unconditional. And this is why I brought up the differences in love earlier, because people seem to think and use, you know, um, your, your mother's love or your parents' love as an example of, of that unconditional love. But all the love experiences that you're going to have are going to be different. I need to be dealt with accordingly. For me, I have boundaries. Um, You know, if, say, for example, um, someone that I was in love with, I don't know, done something to cross my boundaries. Say my husband cheated on me, right? Me, based on the, the idea of love being unconditional, would be pressured to stay in that situation and fix it because I am in love with this person, et cetera, et cetera. And it doesn't mean that my my standpoint in that situation would be to leave. It doesn't mean that I love him less. So it doesn't mean that just because he's done this, I love him less. However, my decision would be not made on the premise that I unconditionally love this person and I must stay with this person. person. If that makes sense. sense. Okay, somebody just come across my mind, right? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just typing unconditional love just so I can get a definition of it, right? Unconditional love, simply put, is love without strings attached. It's love you offer freely. You don't base it on what someone does for you in return. You simply love them and want nothing more than happiness. This type of love sometimes is called compassionate or a a gap love, which, um, which might sound familiar to some people, right? So I think what what is being misunderstood here is like as if saying you're putting restrictions around your love no the same way a river flows differently depending on which river it's at is the same way the love's going to flow the water's still flowing it's just moving very differently depending on where it is at so to so it's not that it has boundaries it's just flowing differently at certain situations Mm-hmm. exactly and read that last read that bit out again about loving someone no matter what they basically not looking for anything in return or something it says love simply put is love without strings attached 
is love you offer freely. You don't base it on what someone does for you in return. You simply yes. love. Okay, pause, pause. And see, this is why these things need to be broken, uh, broken, need to be spoken about and broken down because I do not agree with that statement in its totality. It needs to be explained because I feel like it needs to be, there needs to be reciprocation and you shouldn't feel guilt when you're in a situation and you're giving, you're giving, you're giving and it's not being reciprocated. We have every right, every right to our reciprocated energy. We have every right to that. And I feel like that's an expectation that we are allowed to have. I'm allowed to give something to someone and I'm allowed to expect something back. It's what I feel like separates that is what happens if I don't get that thing? What's, what happens to my reaction? Um, how do I feel, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like that will determine your intentions. But generally speaking, if you're constantly giving someone something and you're not returning and they're not returning the favor, are you some fool? Like, let's be real. Are you a dickhead? You're not. So you're going to, you're going to feel that. And there's no shame in feeling like, okay, well, I'm doing all of this for you. I'm giving you all of this. Why are you not giving me nothing in return? No one ain't just out here, silly ninny, giving out, you know, free energy, free hugs, free this, free that for nothing in return. Like, no. So I'm definitely not an advocate for that. Um, it needs to be reciprocated in some way, shape, or form. I feel like that's a healthy expectation to have, um, obviously, within, within certain limitations. Um, but yeah, don't just be out here giving your love because, oh, like, I love you. Like, I'm going to give you everything. No, don't be a doormat. Um, yeah, um, Ray? I was just, I'm just trying to get to the, to the root term of this unconditional love nonsense because I feel like everybody just defines it so differently and like you said like if you keep giving what happens like we are human being right we're in the physical realm so we you you've known we've each can sit here say we've known situations where people have given so much so that you will have no longer to give 